0: Coming up on Stu Does America, Ami Horowitz is here to show us how little liberals know about tax rates and everything else. Elon Musk is going to be on SNL this weekend. We'll tell you how many tears are going to be shed by the leftist cast members. And are the rich paying their fair share in taxes? What is their fair share? Is there ever a fair amount of money that you're allowed to steal? And is it really sharing at all if you're just taking it? Let's find out and do taxing the rich.
1: Stew does America.
0: Ah, yes, it's one of the all time cries from the left. We need to tax the rich. Why won't they pay their fair share? Tax the rich. I guess it's better than eat the rich, which is what they used to go to all the time and probably will be back to soon. Caitlin Jenner, who is, uh, of course, running for governor of California now. Uh, if you don't know, Caitlin Jenner, uh, very rich. A lot of money, a lot of cash in that Kardashian household uh, and all the people uh, surrounding it in and out. Uh, if you're a Kardashian, you usually have some cash. That's kind of the way this works. Caitlin Jenner, basically a Kardashian. So, tons and tons of cash, lots and lots of rich friends, someone who's made tons and tons of money. Doesn't matter if Caitlyn Jenner is a uh, is a trans person. Everyone on the left uh, supposedly, uh, you know, loves trans people and never would criticize them because they're breaking that ceiling. I know a glass ceiling for women. I I guess it would also be a glass ceiling for Caitlyn. Uh, This would be the first female governor of California to remember one of the issues that's really funny to to watch the left deal with is how to criticize someone like Caitlyn Jenner while Uh, remaining pro-trans. And this is the way they're going to do it, it seems. They're going to call her evil and rich. She had a uh, interview with uh, Sean Hannity where she basically was trying to explain how a lot of wealthy people are leaving the state of California. And when you're a Kardashian, when you're a Caitlyn Jenner, you have really, uh, you have real world experience here, right? (laughs) Because all your friends are super rich. And so she described a situation where I was was talking to the the guy across the the tarmac there who has the other hangar and he was moving his stuff out of his private jet hangar uh, to move to Sedona because he was sick of seeing homeless people. Now, as a candidate, perhaps the uh, the phrasing may, uh, you know, maybe should be improved as we go forward. Uh, But the point here is obvious. It's true, people are leaving California because they consider it to be a disaster under Gavin Newsom, and they wanna go somewhere where they can actually do things and maybe keep a little bit of their money. This is so so normal, but it's such a typical attack from the left, the evil rich person. They will frame anybody as an evil rich person, largely to get, of course, at Republicans generally. I mean, they they don't seem to mind their own rich people all that much, Uh, They seem to like their own rich people quite a bit, actually, ask Harvey Weinstein. He was loved, adored throughout the community the entire time. Um, And the question is always, why won't rich people pay their fair share? If you happen to be someone who's a Blaze subscriber, if you happen to be someone who is in tune with the news and looks at really nerdy government charts all the time, you might be one of those people that knows the facts about our tax system and how it works, but that is not, not common around the country. Um, There was this thing that kind of went on for a very long time culturally. And it was always criticized. It was this idea of keeping up with the Joneses, you know, the next door, the Joneses next door, they got the nice car, they got the nice house. They've got the new TV. We need to get the stuff that they have. We need to keep up with them. We need to have the same stuff they have. And it was kind of a summary basically of, of envy, of jealousy. It was a negative uh, phrase to describe someone who was reaching in life for the wrong things. Well, keeping up with the Joneses has still around. It's just been converted to income inequality. Now, uh, if you want the same thing as Caitlyn Jenner, you're allowed to criticize Caitlyn Jenner uh, because uh, you're, you're unequal when it comes to income. This is not a good development for our society. We're supposed to be focusing on other things completely, but we've gone from keeping up with the Joneses to income inequality to now equity. It's a bad conversion, and it's not something we should want uh, to do. You know, you'll notice as the left talks about what the fair share is for the rich, very rarely do they actually come up with a number. It's really odd that they actually would be specific and find out. Coming up, we have Ami Horowitz. We're gonna talk to him a little bit about uh, one of his videos he did on tax rates. And he asked the question. He wanted to go out there and find out if people really knew what a fair share was. It's, It's an amazing window into people who are canceling out your vote. Watch.
2: I'm Ami Horowitz, and the mantra of the left is that the rich don't pay their fair share in taxes. Let's go find out if that's true. Do you think the rich pay their fair share in taxes? No, fucking not, dude. <laughs> Do the rich pay their fair share in taxes?
3: Absolutely fucking not. In America, in America, in the United States, absolutely not. Absolutely not fair,
1: if all things are considered. Absolutely not.
2: Absolutely not. No, no chance. No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, no. Definitely,
2: not, Definitely even
1: not. not. Not even
2: close, yeah. No, no. Oh, hell no. No.
1: No, I don't think they pay their fair share of taxes at all.
2: Do you think the rich pay their fair share in tax?
1: Do they even pay taxes at all?
2: You can't even
3: calculate the extreme that the 1% has. The problem with a lot of them is that they just would rather, they'd, be, they'd rather be dead than
0: see poor people be rich or
3: be well off. I mean, I, I know people in America think of Gaddafi as a negative guy, but let's go back to Libya. Libya, free education, free electricity.
2: Gaddafi was slaughtering people in the streets. He was
3: slaughtering people in the streets. So it's a, six of this, it's, half
2: dozen the other. I just think capitalism is stupid and it doesn't work. I mean, obviously, look at our country. It doesn't work.
3: How is it possible for billionaires to even exist in this country? And you've got the most, mo- most starving, suffering people on the f- okay, in, okay. in the richest country in the world. Now wait a second. You come from Zimbabwe. More people are starving in Zimbabwe you know, than here. They sold me a f- lemon.
2: I just think people shouldn't even be able to make as much money as they do. Do so you think there should be a cap on income?
0: Yes, fully. Uh, what we're looking at is serfdom.
2: What percentage should be paid by the top 1%? Probably 60%. 70 or 80%? I don't
3: know. 75. I think if they could kick it up to 75 to 80, that would be good, man. Hit them up for 80%. They need to be freaking taxed. What's wrong with 90%? 90% is I like you. I love you, man. 90%, 90%, that, that, that's 90% 95%? is good.
2: 95%, they think, can live on 5%.
3: I think they can live on 5%, man. I get where you're going with this, man. I, I I totally agree. Like
2: 99% of their wealth. Why should people with less money be paying more than billionaires when they literally don't have that money to pay in the first place? And why do you think poor people pay more than rich people? Because mm-hmm. this country
3: is a joke. The, the, the poorest people are being milked more than the freaking
2: rich. So do you think that the Pay a higher percentage of their income? Yes. Or the rich? They, they do pay a higher percentage the of poor. their income. Yeah, they do, yeah. Oh, the lower class, definitely. Pay more. Yeah. Lower but income people. Poor people. people. So the 1% earn about 25% of all the income they
3: earn. Right. So well, there you go.
2: If we're talking about fair share, okay. then, you know, if you're bringing in 25% of the income, 25% of the taxes should also... That would be fair. Come, yeah, I would think so, yeah. And would you be surprised if I told you that the top 1% pay 40% of all taxes? I would be
1: surprised, yeah.
2: Would it surprise you if I said the rich, the 1%, pay 40% of all taxes in America?
1: Interesting. Would surprise me. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, yeah interesting. So it's
2: a, little, a little more fair than you might have thought. Yeah. What percent of income do you think the top 1% pay?
3: I think they're paying like 2% of that. They're
2: paying 27%. What? 27%. What percent of, of their income do you think people at the 50% and below pay?
3: Probably higher than 27%. If it gets higher, the lower your income comes.
2: Wait, so what are the numbers?
3: I think it's probably over 50.
2: It's 4%.
3: Oh, wow. Hmm. Interesting.
2: That sounds that's a little more that's,
3: fair. Yeah, that sounds fair. Man, yeah. I, I, need to st- I need to study up more on this, man. I like that. I'm not paying attention to actual numbers.
2: Would it surprise you if I said that the top 1% pay 27% of their income in taxes? 27%? And the bottom 50% pay 4% of their income in taxes. Really? Would that surprise you? Yes. Does that seem more fair? Uh, that, yeah, it would be pretty fair. Oh, wow. Yes, I would. I didn't know that. That you? Yes. Does that seem more fair? Because I feel like it's, I mean, I, well, yeah, it would definitely seem fair. You're telling me that's a reality?
3: 100%. Wow.
2: I'm shocked. I'm shocked.
3: Seems like the bottom pay a little more.
0: Absolutely unbelievable. We'll talk to Ami Horowitz next. Uh, Whether it's work or play, a lot of us are going to be on the move again this summer, so my advice to you, take your Raycons with you. A pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears can make all the difference. Get crisp, powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycons look great. They feel even better. They don't dangle down from your ear. They don't pop out way outside your ear. They fit just kind of like flat to your ear. They're really, really great to wear and the sound is fantastic as well. They have a range of cool colors and they have the customizable gel tips. Uh, Make sure they fit perfectly for you. Raycons are built to go wherever you go and they have easy, seamless Bluetooth pairing that actually freaking works is a miracle to me. Uh, listen up. Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for uh, listeners of this stupid, stupid show you happen to be watching. Uh, make sure you check it out. Buyraycon.com. B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com. Slash stew. Buyraycon.com. Slash stew. There you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. And it's a great deal. Uh, if you want to grab a pair and a spare. 15% off at buyraycon.com. Slash stew. Buyraycon.com slash two. Happy to welcome filmmaker Ami Horowitz back to the program uh, into the studio, I think in person for the first time. First on time this in show. person, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: had that weird robot thing, yeah. which nobody understood. My family, like, what is happening? Why is he, what is going on?
0: <laughs> we have lots of things that people don't understand on this program. <laughs> uh, we just uh, showed a good chunk of your video. Um, it's an amazing, it's a shocking window. Because you think about, you know, we talk about these things all the time. But how, how are people going to win elections? And you realize that these people are just canceling out all of our votes. <laughs> yeah. People who have no, uh, I don't, I'm not making fun of them, but it's like, there's no awareness of the topics that are are, are leading people to vote. They don't know the facts behind it. And you exposed that uh, in an amazing way there.
2: Thanks, look, the the unfortunate part is that they believe it, right? So yeah. they really believe, like, you would think that a progressive tax system is something we all understand how that works. Yeah. The rich pay more, the poor pay less. But they don't, which means we've lost this, like, ideological propaganda battle, right? Because the the left has been battling us with these lies for years. And it seems like they've won, at least with their own people, Mm -hmm. they've won that battle. The good news is, is that when they're confronted with facts and they're confronted with the truth, You would think they would back, oh, you're a liar, or I don't believe it, or it's baloney, but the truth is they didn't react that way, and it makes me feel positive in terms of how we can change things in that they see the numbers, they see the facts, Mm. and they do start to kind of engage and rethink their position. So it's a really positive that we look, if we're able to get to them, we will win that battle. But the, the, the challenge is, how do we leave our little bubbles that we're all in with right? the right? We're in our own bubbles too, let's be honest, sure, oh yeah, right? Yeah, sure. And the so is the left. And we're not able to pierce those buzz- bubbles. One of the things I'm most proud of is that a, a significant portion of my audience are left or left of center, mm-hmm. not a majority. Mm-hmm. Probably a third. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, it is, it is. I think for us it is. It, and that's it, it been a, an area of focus in mind for a while. And, and so if we're able to pierce those bubbles with the truth, I think we win.
0: Yeah, because there's some issues where, we, look, there's, you, we could disagree on what the tax rate should be. But like if you start at that sort of zero base where it's like, what should the tax rate be? I think most people would actually think it should be lower than it is now. Um, I remember there was a poll a while ago where they asked people, what should the ultimate, what should the actual tax rate be? And, and a majority of people had it lower than the uh, current rate at the time. It was This is going back a few years now. Um, but you see here, like, when they're stunned that this is happening. And to your point on propaganda, it is, is it a failure of the media? Right where they are just constantly washing people with this this thought that the rich get away with everything and and they're the ones that are getting screwed? Or is it a fault of conservatives and the right who just can't seem to communicate these points?
2: Well, it's not a failure of the media, it's a success of the media, Mm. right? The media has an ideological bent and they've been very successful, at, at, at transmitting that perspective to their audience. Forget about, let's let's first agree on what it should be. Let's first agree on what it is.
0: Yeah. They yeah. don't even know what
2: it is, <laughs> That's right? right? That's the problem, yeah. Yeah. is that they look at me and they say, of course the, 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 of course the poor pay more than the rich. I'm like, what planet are you guys on? Yeah. That's so far from the truth, that put aside your ideological perspective, let's ag- at least agree on what the reality is. Yeah. They're living in an alternate universe.
0: Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. And I think that's, you know, it's one of the things you find in polling, I think, over and over and over again. Reason used to do a really good job. I don't know how much of this they're doing these days, but they had a polling division and they were they would do polls, but they would always have follow up questions, out, which I loved. And it would be stuff like, you know, do you think we should fix global warming? And of course, like, you know, it's like 73 percent of people say yes. What if it's going to cost you 100 bucks a month? It's like eight percent. say yes, right. Right? Like, like, and it's going to cost way more than 100 bucks a month. Right. right. As soon as people have an idea what these things cost and it's not just a benefit analysis. I want a cost benefit analysis. It's always just a benefit analysis by the media. Well, we could fix all these things. Well, of course you can in theory. But like it's really expensive when you know the cost of it. Most people look and they say, well, that that doesn't sound like it's worth it.
2: The problem is that people have no, right, the, why, why do we have, why do communism exist, right? Mm-hmm. Why do we have it as a, as a major economic force in our, in our world? Because in theory, it sounded great for a lot of people. Yeah. What? Right. I don't, you know, I could, I, everybody will have the same, there, there will be no differences between wealth. I'd love that. I don't have to work as hard, I could be lazy, mm-hmm. sure. Um, but when confronted with reality, <laughs> yeah. you end up in gulags. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's the gulf. That's the delta between theory and reality, mm-hmm. which is like awesomeness and gulags. That's the difference. <laughs> it's a big t- it. gap. It's a pretty, gap. <laughs> it's a pretty <laughs> it's a, big gap there.
0: It's a big gap. I, 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 let me go to uh, specifics on your video here. There's a couple couple people I want to call out. Uh, number one, woman who you talked to throughout the video, and she, she's convinced that capitalism doesn't work. I mean, she even says that like oh obviously capitalism doesn't work look at this country it's like well i would say Look at this country. Capitalism Capitalism works, works, right? Like, I mean, that's how I would look at it. Uh, But people are, I don't know what country they think is better than this, at what time in human history is better. But the um, the American people generally are just, have this really negative feeling about capitalism. On the left. uh, Not most
2: Americans. Most Americans
0: do not feel this way. That's good.
2: And and I want to differentiate between, and and it's always important, between liberals... Mm -hmm. and the left yes right there's a distinction Mm -hmm. liberals are people who are democrats who will disagree on tax policy sure right that's fine leftists are the people who have are disgusted by this country yeah who are Mm self-hating americans now the problem is is that when you look at people left of anyone left of center a growing percentage of them are becoming the left right the nancy pelosi's are are becoming co-opted by the AOCs and Rashia Taleb, right? Mm-hmm. So the problem is they're growing, but they're still a minority yes. of anything on the left le- left of the center. Um,
0: That's why Biden sold himself that way in the primary, right? As a, as a guy who's he sold himself as a moderate in some ways. He hasn't governed that way, and, and and once he got into the general, I don't think he really performed that way. But he that was the he was able to kind of stay in the race early on, largely because he was seen at least as the moderate. I have to say, <laughs> it's really—I
2: I am honestly shocked, <laughs> yeah. shocked. Mm. And some people look at me and say, "Oh, I can't believe you're shocked mm. that Biden is governing the way he is." Re- I really am. Really? Yes. I, I thought he was going to be a traditional Democrat, mm-hmm. a traditional democratic. He was going to bring some sanity back to his party, mm. and. Boy, was I wrong. Look, <laughs> so far, not when so good. AOC
0: yeah. says he's doing a great <laughs> job, what does that tell that's, you, Stu? What does that good. tell you? There's a problem here. It really is very, very strange. You're, I mean, Because I think you could make that argument. He, he's kind of existed at the middle of his party for really his whole career. Let's be honest. Whether, really wherever it's moved, he's moved with it and kind of stayed in the middle of his party. So when they've had left-wing moments, he's been more left. But I guess maybe this is the answer is that the party is so far left because you brought up liberals versus leftists. Who would you name that's a liberal right now? I mean, there may be a few of them in in our government, but like most of them sound a lot like leftists these days.
2: I'm not even talking about like a Joe Manchin. Like I don't like he's really more center right, frankly. And forget the blue dogs. I mean, look, I would I would have looked at Mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi and said a traditional Mm. liberal Democrat. She has. And I think, for the most part, she still
0: is. She still fights with AOC, but she,
2: but she, look, she does start to move and ja, you know, some of her policies tend to move toward. Look, Joe Biden, I would have said it, but he's governing as a hard leftist. That's crazy. It really, it's, it's, it's disturbing. But look, it's, it's disturbing on one end. Yeah. If from a pure political perspective, which Mm -hmm. is not good for the country, Mm -hmm. but from a pure political perspective, it's good for Republicans. Yeah. In the short term, it look, it's damaging for the country in the long term. But the short term, if if the Republicans can't win back (laughs) the Congress and the Senate in two years, they should all be fired. Yeah. They should all be fired.
0: I will say, I, I I said basically the same thing before the Georgia elections. If they can't win one of these two races, and then uh, well, oh, that's God, bad. Whole other story. Okay, before before you go, I want I wanted to go to this guy from Zimbabwe. Yes. Oh, he's. Oh, awesome. I mean, he might have been the star of the show here. He was. He was. Because he here's a guy who's who's seen the worst that basically government and humanity can do in Zimbabwe. The terrible tragedy uh, there for a very long time, and he was completely stunned i mean he, he has a real conversion there
2: it's a it, in real time you yeah. see it in yeah. real it's a, the great thing about this video was is you see them all change their minds in real time yeah he was the hardest of the hardest yeah right and they even though he was an immigrant which was surprising to me mm. because most immigrants from africa really appreciate america mm-hmm. but he was a you know really hatred of america and what america stands for and the taxes and he was completely out of it yeah
0: and he just Lipped. Yeah. It was amazing to watch. As soon as he saw this it, cause because you walk with him through that, because he, he thinks you're on his side. Right, you know, right, he's right. like ninety nine percent. Yeah, I, I like where you're I going love it, on this. I love it, man. And by you know, a couple of minutes later, he's completely changed. Facts. Sometimes I feel like they don't matter, but they do. They do. They, they do. really do.
2: They really do. And they really are powerful. Mm-hmm. They really are powerful if you can package them in the right way.
0: Yeah. So uh, you've done that with this video and Thank you do you. it all the time. Where do people go to find your videos and see all your stuff?
2: They can go to my YouTube, uh, my Instagram, all the social media overlords. Yes. <laughs> who, who have deigned for the moment to allow me to exist. Thank you. Well,
0: Thank you, sirs. We are taping this. So by the time it airs, they may have thrown you off. But so far, you're still on it. Ami Horowitz, It's great to see you, man. And thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate it. All right. Back in a second. All right. This is the weekend for Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live. Lots of people are pissed off about it. Their writers are tweeting things, uh, you know, saying that they don't want to do, you know, because he wrote, let's find out how live Saturday Night Live really is. Kind of he wants to make it unpredictable. Maybe he, you know he flashes a Dogecoin symbol up or something in the middle of the show. Uh, people are what the f does this even mean? The only CEO this joke is just tough. Uh, the only CEO I want to do a sketch with is Sherry E O Terry. Former. I hope that was meant to be a bomb, like an intentional bomb joke. But either way, um, they're not happy necessarily about that. This is while uh, SpaceX is now saying their Starlight. Uh, Starlink satellite internet service is now saying they have 500,000 people who have signed up for this. It's the sat. You could see the satellites in the sky. Sometimes I thought it was freaking Santa Claus. I did. It looked like Santa Claus crossing the sky. It was crazy. It's a this long line of these little dots and they don't, you know, it's not like um, shooting stars where they'll f- go and fade. They're just, they're just satellites. They just go around the sky. It looks just like Santa Claus. Your kids will love it. Um, I'm one of the subscribers for uh, Starlink, although they say just paying for it doesn't mean you're going to get it. So I don't know if that means exactly. We'll learn more later on. And uh, just to give you a sh- sign of the times. Elon wise uh, earlier today, I just said, hey, what is Dogecoin at? And someone actually yelled 61. That's there's just people walking around checking Dogecoin all the time. Well, there's a buildup of Dogecoin. We're up uh, pretty high, higher than anyone could have ever thought possible uh, because of Elon's uh, potential uh, SNL uh, mentioned this weekend. Watch the show and just become a billionaire with me. We'll see you then. The question is, does builtbar take Dogecoin? I don't think they do. And if they don't, play, if I can't pay with Dogecoin, well, then I don't wa- well, yes, I do want them. Okay, Built Bars are awesome. Why? Because they're actually healthy. My wife uh, is actually healthy, in shape, eats them all the time. Why? Because they taste great. Uh, They are low protein or high protein, uh, high uh, fiber, low calorie, low carb. It's awesome. Uh, Built Bars are great. There's a bunch of flavors. I have the flavor card right over here. Uh, Here's some. Coconut almond, coconut, double chocolate, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, cherry barcia. Mm -hmm. and cookies and cream uh, all available and money many more they're introducing new ones all the time Uh, go to builtbar.com use the promo code stew15 builtbar.com promo code is stew15 if you haven't tried a built bar yet you got to get on board with this you're going to love it builtbar.com and it's stew15 for 15 percent off your order So happy to welcome back to the uh, studio, Matt Kibbe. He's the president of Free the People, and of course, host of Blaze TV's Kibbe on Liberty. Matt, how are you? Yeah, good to see you again. You're in town, uh, you have a a documentary?
1: Yes, so Free the People
0: has produced a
1: documentary on restorative justice um, called How to Love Your Enemy. Hmm. And we are showing it live with real people in a theater. What? In Bryan, Texas.
0: (laughs) I I had to come all the way to Texas to do this.
1: (laughs) Um, but, you know, restorative justice is the idea that the victim should be made whole instead of this, this amorphous notion of paying a debt to society. So in some ways, it's a mm. very conservative and libertarian idea, but it's also something that is attractive to uh, people on the left that see sort of the, the cycle of recidivism and... And it's a way for young people that make a really bad mistake to, to take ownership of it and get their lives together. So we think it's a, a really interesting idea.
0: That does sound really interesting. Yeah, I, I got to check this out. Um, and this is uh, is it? It's a you're debuting in a theater now, and is it going to be available everywhere? It is.
1: Uh, you can find it on YouTube or oh, our great. website um, at Free the People. .org and, awesome. and you can see how to love your enemy.
0: I gotta check it out. Um, okay, so let me let me start here because we're talking about being in a movie theater, which is apparently allowed here in Texas. Who knew? Um, it's, uh, it's strange to people. I have friends who live up north and they come down here every once in a while to visit. No one goes the other way right now. Uh, only people from the right. north come down here to visit. Yeah. Um, but when they get here, they're stunned by life. They don't understand what this world is that we see. You can go into movie theaters. You can go into restaurants. You can live pretty much, I would say, pretty much at this point, a normal life. Yeah. Uh, that is going to affect our country, especially when it's split, when half of the country is able to live like that and, and half isn't. I was just in Florida
1: and, and you have that same vibe where people actually say hi to you when you walk past them yeah, on the street. Yeah. And they smile and you can see their face because they're not all masked up. And, and I worry that, that we are becoming mean, kind of an us versus them because I still live in Washington, DC, um, which has had, you know, everyone pays attention to California and, and Michigan and some other places, mm-hmm. but DC has been as authoritarian as anywhere. And, and I just read an article yesterday about about uh, restaurants and people that working at restaurants and, and the, the subtext of all of it was the people that run these establishments and particularly the people that work there, they don't really like their customers anymore. Mm-hmm. They view them as the enemy or at least something like, to be discouraged or feared.
0: Like a virus, right? Yeah. They, they view them as a virus. Right. yeah. yeah.
1: And, and that to me is, is so corrosive. Like if we're afraid to be near each other, if we're actually afraid to have customers Then 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 I think the government is winning because they want those people not to be free and working for themselves and controlling their own livelihoods. They want them to be wanting government assistance in order to survive.
0: Yeah, there's something very fundamental about the human experience that has just been eliminated, too. I mean, my my wife was in uh, I think it was Lowe's the other day. And she, she came home and she was telling me, she, I have the best story. And she was telling me this story about this nice conversation she had with this guy that she, you know, uh, who worked at the nearby AutoZone and they had a great conversation just talking about life and everything. And she was like lit up, like, and it was like, that it was th- because she's a very social person and she really has missed that over the past year even though she's had more interaction than probably most in this country yeah you know i i could sit at home and, and never probably go outside ever again and not really care uh but this is her life and this is really important to her and american uh society as a whole has completely eliminated this and we're just supposed to kind of roll with it it's got to have effects
1: yeah and i'm i'm, I'm- the most socially distant person perhaps in America. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy <laughs> to sit at home with my cats and have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. But last year, even, even me, the guy that wants to, to be alone, I flew to Alaska to see a concert. Mm. I drove from Washington DC to Iowa to drink a beer at a pub <laughs> mm. and Iowa was one of the places, you know, one of the red states that was more free. Yeah. Um, I think that the things that we do together are how we actually figure out how to cooperate and get along with each other for all of our differences. And going to a concert, going to the movies, going out to dinner, going to get a beer at a pub, these are how we learn to, to not only put up with each other, but to respect each other. When you shut that off, you get yeah. you get a lot of anger and distrust and people just fighting with each other.
0: Uh, what's the doc- name of your documentary again? How to, how to Love Your Enemy. How to Love Your Enemy. Yeah. And it really does tie in here because, you know, there's that... There's that um, uh it's it's been used a lot to criticize social media where people who who are on social media are are yelling out they're they're typing in their excuses they're behind a an anonymous wall and uh they're they're angry and they're accusing people of things and and all and all that and we all kind of know that's happening online i wonder how how much that's going to leak into uh how how much leaking into american society now because if you don't have interactions with anyone, you don't have those softening experiences. Everyone to you is this like example of the worst person you can think of with that opinion. And that I feel like is adding to the division here.
1: Yeah, there was another article that that showed up in our local media in Washington, D.C., where uh Democrats who had been vaccinated and would be perfectly comfortable not wearing a mask outside are still masking mm. because they don't want to be viewed as being with those other guys yeah the right the conservatives the Republicans yeah and I'm like really that's this is this is like cultural warfare and I, I think um, I think we all need to figure out a way to sort of bridge that divide a little bit however that is but you know, Masking forever is not the answer. No,
0: but I will say what you just talked about happens on both sides because, you know, I'm much more around conservatives. Generally speaking, my wife is the number one anti mask mask activist in America, uh, basically. And, you know, she gets pissed off when she sees a family. Uh, or uh, someone walking outside with a mask on. She's like, oh, look at this idiot. She's wearing his mask. Yeah. Now, she's totally right on the science on this side. <laughs> yeah. you know, she's yeah. totally right. But there is that sense of like, it's become this weird team sport. And now everyone's wearing the jersey, yeah. right? Like now it's like you're walking down the street and there's some liberal walking past you. You don't know, right? Now, you know, now there's visible signs of this everywhere. And it's just turning into just a weird
1: place to be. I had a friend who is on very much on my side on this, but he has some immune issues and he is going to wear his mask. He's, he's gonna be at, at something called Porkfest, which is a gathering of libertarians in New Hampshire. And he had to explain to all of us, I have to wear my mask because I have these issues. And you have you have that on both sides where there are good reasons to wear a mask. Um, and there are people that that probably should, even even if it makes them feel good. But on the other hand, um, there are people that can't wear masks mm-hmm. and those people are being demonized. Yep. Um, and I'm like, maybe not judge people. And it, this, this all goes down to like the government mandating these things. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. If we had been focused on local decisions and people making up their own mind, all of this hostility would not exist in the first place because everyone would have decided for themselves what sort of risk preferences they had in the first place.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny because like uh, we have, a, you know, people around here who really no fans of the vaccine whatsoever. I happen to be the most pro-vaccine person in America and I can talk to them about this really comfortably. Mm-hmm. Why? Because our our answers are both freedom. I should be able to take it you should be able to say no to it. Right. Like that's uh, seemingly a crazy idea in this society uh, today. And and the government wants to implement these things. They're trying to you know, they're trying to do it. They're trying to do it with the vaccine passports. They're trying to implement all these things. This is doesn't feel like America to me, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I have not been vaccinated yet. And normally I probably would have been, although I've never had a flu vaccine shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the bum rush from the government and the coercive way that they're forcing us to do this. And and I was actually considering the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and then they pulled it off the market. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, what's what's the message here? Makes me want to take it
0: more oddly. I don't know.
1: And maybe like if the one that the FDA is worried about is probably the one I want (laughs) (laughs) the most. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because 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 I know that the FDA is not about science; it's about politics. And and uh, the reason I pulled it off the market is is their natural risk aversion. Um, they're okay if people die because they don't have access to drugs, yeah. but they're not okay if they approve something that turned out to be problematic. And that's and crazy. That means that they're they're worthless as as a public safety um, guide to anything.
0: Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent true. Um, We're seeing now like this uh, because we're talking about we've talked mostly about like human interaction here as it relates to this and there's a lot there, but it's also what the government is going to use this crisis for. Um, You know, it's 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 been a really tough time. There've been really bad things that have happened but that's never an excuse for a government to grab more power they're fine doing using yeah. a crisis they never want to let it go to waste and we're seeing government grow in in ways that even i as a person who hates big government and is afraid of big spending and, and power from Washington, even I'm shocked by it at times. Yeah, it's, it's a
1: diversion. There's a, a reading assignment for everyone watching. Uh, there's a classic uh, libertarian book called uh, Crisis and Leviathan by Robert Higgs. Mm. And he talks about the history of the United States and how it was that an economic crisis or a war created a ratchet effect where government always sort of uh, winds people up, they create a crisis, they grow the government. And it never goes back down afterwards. And right now, under COVID, mm-hmm. the, the fear that I think big government advocates have always been wanted, like they tried to convince us that the planet was gonna blow up. Nobody bought into that. But now there's a real pandemic and people are genuinely afraid of this thing. Biden keeps feeding those fears. And um, the ratchet effect of government is the biggest we've seen, I think, since World War II. Yeah. It's really breathtaking. The the ratio, nobody cares, but the ratio
0: of, of, of debt to GDP, that's, yeah. it's
1: worse than Greece right now. Yeah.
0: Well, um, and you, this is a key point. As you mentioned, nobody cares. Right. Uh, I care. I know you care. I know many in the audience care. However, not as many in the audience as I would like, and right. not as many on the right as I would like. And this has been something that's really, um, it's made me incredibly nervous. Now I I can understand some of the actions taken last year in particular because the government was shutting down all these businesses. And and I can understand it, even though it makes me very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We've obviously long blown by what was rational when it comes to trillions of dollars of spending um, in this situation. But we do have a situation where we have one party who has always wanted to spend more money. Another one that will at least fake that they want to spend less. But they've given up even the fake now. I yep. mean, we are at a point where there isn't an opposition party when it comes to spending, and that makes me incredibly nervous.
1: Yeah, they um, they, they they they're almost in a bidding war where each of them has yeah. spending priorities, and the compromise appears to be well, let's just spend on all those things, mm-hmm. and that's that's been happening since the since the Tea Party. <laughs> that's parties.
0: a terrible compromise. It's
1: it it used to be a trade-off, right? Yeah. They used to fight. Yeah. Um, it used to be called guns versus butter, right? And, right and the Democrats wanted more social spending and the Republicans wanted more defense spending. Mm-hmm. And and somewhere after the, the Republicans sort of broke the spirit of the Tea Party, it's now just spending on everything. Yeah, And it's these massive, omnibus bills, and that was happening even before COVID, but now, like, here's a trillion. Oh, we got away with that, here's two trillion. Let's see if that flies. Oh, and by the way, everything is infrastructure
0: now, yeah. and that's going to be $3 trillion. Uh, Yeah, and like, you know, the, the Democrats are like, well, we're going to spend $3 trillion, and the Republicans come back, and we're like, no way, you're crazy, too. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> uh, wait, 1000000000000s should shouldn't even be mentioned in this conversation. Uh, how much of this is a function of the Republican Party sort of turning from what they were under, let's say, Reagan, to really what is seemingly now a Trump party. I mean, Trump did some good things and I and and I've said many good things about the stuff he's done, but like spending was not a priority for Donald Trump. He never really ran on a guy who was going to limit government uh, spending. And now it seems like Republicans have, they say like, this is a free lane now that our, our voters don't care about it. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. I,
1: I think there has been a, a fundamental shift in the priorities of the Republican party and maybe the conservative movement. I'd, I don't know. I, all my conservative friends still worry about the debt. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we we sort of uh, can meet in a very small place, <laughs> and and that's that's concerning. And you know, people are always coming to me and say, "We need we need a new Tea Party. We got to start something." And I'm like, the the problem with that is so few Republicans have credibility on fiscal responsibility. Mm. Um, I can probably count them on one hand. That the guys that go down to the Senate floor and try to block these things. Yeah. Um, It's, it's worrisome to me because going back to that ratchet effect, like the new normal will be government at, I don't know what it is now. Like if, if we're, you know, the average always was about 20% of GDP, Mm -hmm. federal government to, to the economy. Um, It's surely much higher than that now. And it's hard to get back because once you create these programs, you create constituencies. Like there's, there's always... A cabal of institutions and special interests that
0: that defend the things once you start spending on them. Yeah, and so many of these plans have been ten-year plans where the, that tr- those trillions of dollars are spread out over ten years. You know, people are going to get used to it in ten years. They get used to it really fast. Um, before before we before we go, um, you mentioned you're going to New Hampshire uh, coming up. Yeah, I'm fascinated by this the free state project yeah. thing there. Now, I remember this launching back in the day mm-hmm. and it was kind of seemed like a cool idea. A bunch of libertarians moved to a smaller state that kind of has freedom leading anyway yeah. and, and kind of get involved in government. And then I thought it kind of like it was a big thing and it kind of went away. But it, it is kind of happening in, in New Hampshire, isn't it? So two, two things that are interesting is um, they
1: there are a number of uh, small government conservatives slash libertarians that have gotten elected to the state legislature in New Hampshire. And they're starting to have an impact there, like substantial number. And, and the, the state legislature is massive, so mm-hmm. it's easier to, to get elected. And Porkfest this year, for the first time I think ever, is sold out. They've actually, mm. um, they have a capacity problem. And I think, it, I think it's a perfect storm of things where people are probably thinking, it's time to get out of this horrible blue state that is, is preventing me from even going outside with my children to the playground. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, I, I think it's an interesting experiment. Like, could we actually create um, a culture of liberty in a small state? It's, it's, it's got a fairly small population. So I'm, I'm bullish on the Free State Project as one sort of experiment as to how to, to do that because all of the bad ideas that, that we see in DC right now started in some bad state. Uh, right. Socialized medicine started in Vermont, I believe. Mm-hmm. And and the left has gotten this right that, you know, we're supposedly the localists. Yeah. But the left started from the bottom up. And I think New Hampshire's perhaps one of those experiments to see if you can't create a culture of liberty, which would have political implications afterwards.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an interesting thing to watch. I mean, look, we need somebody who's arguing for smaller government somewhere. Uh, Matt Kibbe, he's doing it all the time. President of Free the People and host of Blaze TV's Kibbe on Liberty, uh, blazetv.com slash Stu is the place to go uh, to sign up for Blaze TV. You save 10 bucks with a promo code Stu. That's how they know you like this stupid show, but you can watch all of our shows uh, for one price and Kibbe on Liberty, big part of that. Matt, thanks so much. Good talking to you. All right, back in a second. Thank you for making to the final break of the show. You know, only cool kids make it this uh, late in the program. We do appreciate it. Make sure to follow me over at my Instagram page, at Studos America. There, you can get the link in the bio. It takes you to everything. Uh, All the social links, all the merch links, all the, you know, show links, everything you need is right there for you all. The time uh, you've got the Nancy Pelosi pens that are still in stock. We've got uh, Andrew Cuomo is awful mugs and T-shirts and all the fun things that you uh, need to have. Also, I will mention Blaze TV. You know, we keep talking about you got to do something. you got to do something. We can't just sit around and talk about this stuff. we got to do something. Well, it struck me the other day that that was Glenn like, what, 10 years ago now? He's like, I got to do something. I can't just sit here talking about stuff. We need to create a media company for real conservatives to be able to come together and uh, and make a difference. And that's what the Blaze TV thing is that you're watching. You know, I mean, it's this is this is doing something. This is what it is. And it's, we really appreciate you being a part of it. Um, I uh, I know that there's so many great hosts here on Blaze TV. The subscription subscription. Uh, includes all of them. Uh, BlazeTV.com/stu. Promo code is stu. You'll save ten bucks. We do uh, really appreciate it. Even if you're watching on YouTube, or maybe you're over on Pluto TV. I was watching on Pluto TV the other uh, night. It looks great. Looks fantastic on Pluto as well. So anywhere you can check it out. We really do appreciate it. Uh, before we go, um, we're learning now that lightning may wash pollution out of the air with a chemical dubbed the detergent of the atmosphere. Scientists have demonstrated lightning bolts and less visible electric charges produce large amounts of oxidizing elements and they break down greenhouse gases. Um, Pretty great. Uh, Great news. And also lightning bolts can fuel your flux capacitor uh, and bring you back uh, to 1955.